is war in the spirit. Your God-given, God-guided resource for all things truth and all things kingdom based on the word of God and the influence of the Holy Spirit. Stay tuned for this week's spiritual truth. Worship is a lifestyle. You were originally designed to be a spirit, a son, a daughter of God. All right. Hey, spiritual warriors, welcome back to War in the Spirit podcast. This is Faith Cawthon Green. It's a War in the Spirit Wednesday, and we are back for a brand new episode of War in the Spirit. And just like the last episode, Uncanceled Culture, if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. But I've got my brother, Marcus Coleman, on again this week, and we are going to talk about tide turning. You are tuned in for... Season number nine, episode number two, entitled Tide Turning. So welcome back, Marcus. We're so glad to have you on. Oh, man. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed myself the last time. Look forward to seeing what God wants to do in this episode. I'm excited. I know. We're just going to, you know what? I'm feeling the need to open us up in prayer. So I'm I'm going to jump in and do that really quickly. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just come before you to say thank you for another day, for another opportunity to speak on your behalf, to impart something to the people, God. We ask right now that you would just prime the hearts and the minds and the spirits of the people to receive everything that is about to be imparted to them through this podcast, through this word that you've given us, Father. We just say thank you for the trust that you have in us to speak on your behalf, Father. We ask right now that you would just move us out of the way and that you would have your way, God, that not our plan, but your plan will be established through this podcast today. I pray all these things in the mighty, matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, you guys. So as I said before, um, the title of this episode is Tide Turning. And so as God was speaking to me about this, I started thinking about the tide and the fact that not only does a tide wash something out, but it also washes something in. It brings something in. And, um, you know, God was just talking to me about the church and how there's a need for a shift in his church and, and what the church looks like right now and how he's about to turn the tide on the church. And it brought me first to think about the institution. The church has become an institution. Um, and so when I think about an institution, it's defined as an established law, practice, or custom. And when I think about institution, I also think about tradition, things that have been done for a long time, but, and people that, you know, like we get, let's say we get stuck in our ways or how you can't teach an old dog new tricks. I feel like that's what God is saying about the church, that, that he's trying to teach us something new. He's trying to bring something new through the church, but the church has become an institution as opposed to a ministry. So when I think about ministry, it's something designed to give uh, aid or service. But in order for ministry to occur, there must be a, a spirit present. And um, I feel like that's a lot of what the church is missing and why the church is not having the type of impact that it's supposed to have because the spirit 
that God desires for the church to operate under is missing. You got something to add, Coleman? I just uh, sharing a moment here. Uh, just had a vision just now via the Lord. He showed me a vision of a fishnet. Uh, you know how when you go fishing, you catch a fish in the water. And he just showed me a vision of a fishnet with a hole in it. Mm-hmm. And in the hole, the fish was starting to come out, uh, leaving the, the fisherman without the ability to catch fish or to hold fish. Mm-hmm. So I think he's trying to bring that into fruition based on what you're saying about the institutionalization of the church as they have a format and how they fish. And now that the mm-hmm. tide has changed, you know, it's it's it, that that fishnet concept is is slightly outdated or he was just he said ultimately it's outdated there's many ways to catch a fish now technology is advanced so on and so forth so again going back to tide shift but i wanted to share that vision and maybe god would uh you being a revealer would uh give you some concepts in reference to what was just shown to me um yeah you know, when I think about that, it makes me think about Peter and how um, when Jesus uh, takes over the, the boats and, and he mm-hmm. tells them, they, hey, push out from push out from the land. And then he says, now cast your nets. Mm-hmm. And they're like, but we've been fishing all this time and we didn't mm-hmm. catch nothing. <laughs> and he's like, but this time he tells them to cast, cast their net on the other side of the boat. Now, now cast your net over here before you were casting your net over there. But now I need you to cast your net over here. Mm. And that's exactly what I think about when I think about the tide. So watch (laughs) when there's high tide, it brings the fish in. Mm -hmm. So there's a tide turning and God is about to send fish into the net but because the church is operating as an institution and not a ministry Mm. their net has holes in it and when God brings the fish into the net they're not going to be able to capture the fish to captivate the fish to save the fish to Mm. minister to the fish to, to transform bring transformation to the fish because their net has holes in it. Their ways have holes in it. Their, their, their traditions have holes in it. Because what, what seals up the net is the spirit. Mm-hmm. And because we've shut the door on the spirit for tradition, for, for our own agendas, We've shut the door on the spirit for our own timetables, for our own visions and not the ones that God originally gave to us. When God sends the fish in our direction, we won't be able to capture it. And it brings me back to something that um, that um, that uh, God was telling me the other day in this time, the currency of the kingdom is souls. So I don't care how many, how many of the 99 you got sitting on your pews. I don't care how many butts are in the seats. I don't care how many dollars you bringing into your church. And I'm calling it a church, an institution and not a ministry because if souls are not being saved, if lives are not being transformed, it is not ministry it is simply an institution of tradition so 
the currency in this time, in this season is souls. How much is your ministry worth to God? How many souls are actually being saved? How many lives are actually being transformed? God don't care how many dollars you're bringing in, how many seeds are being sown. How, he don't care nothing about that. He wants to know about souls. You know why? Because we're in the end times. And there's a push to bring souls into the kingdom. And But what are we doing? We've walled ourselves off inside the four walls of the church. And it brings me to being set apart. We've decided that we're set apart. And we, well, I, I was uh, thinking about this scripture in uh, 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 6, where it talks about uh, coming out from among the world, right? But we've decided that come out from among them means to wall ourselves off. No, 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 no. See, there's a difference between being in the world and being of the world. God needs us to be in the world and not of the world. In the world, you set yourself apart, meaning that you look different than what the world is doing, but you need to be in proximity near those of the world so that you can show them something different. So that you can show them what it looks like to be set apart, not to be walled off, isolated into the four walls of the church. And this is why the church has no currency in this time, because we've forgotten about all the lost sheep and we've decided we're just going to stick with the 99. Go ahead. Well, you see, and to, to elaborate on that, it's a, a revelation that I'm getting from uh, the coming up from among them and do not touch their filthy things. Uh, it's, it's, it's not a hand thing. It's not, he's not saying don't touch what your hands, don't do this with your hands. He's, it's, a, it's a heart thing. He's like, don't touch their filthy things with, the, with your heart. Don't give them your heart. Don't give this, this system your heart. Don't give this, uh, this style your heart. You know, that's another way of indicating how you separate yourself too. That's a representation of separation is when you don't allow your heart to be um, tethered to the ways mm -hmm. of this world. And that's the mm -hmm. example of you being in the world and not of it. That's it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um, it just makes me think about uh, uh, the, 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 the scripture um, where he says the last shall be first and the first shall be last. And I'll tell you guys what God was saying to me about this. Um, that, you know, when I, when I think about that at first, when I, every, the first time that I would read that scripture, I would think about, you know, somebody at the end of the line being moved to the front of the line, right? The last shall be first and the first shall be last, right? But in order for the last to be first and the first to be last, what, what God has to do is just redefine the line. So now he can say, all right, you who was the line leader before, now you're the caboose. And you who was the caboose before, now, now you're at the head of the line. And I'm going to tell y'all what, what God said to me. He was like, oh, I'm redefining the line. I'm redefining what's the end of the line and what's the beginning of the line because my church won't get in position. So God is about to use the 
unlearn. So the church has become the Sadducees and the Pharisees because they've gotten so caught up in, see my air quotes, the law that they're not operating under the spirit to get the instruction for what to do to gather up the fish, to, to gather up the souls, to bring transformation, to bring change into the earth, to be an answer to a problem. So because the church won't move, God is just redefining the line. See, he's about to use the unlearned, the unlikely candidate. That's exactly what he did with the disciples. You know why he chose the people that were unlearned? Because they were a blank canvas. He didn't have to undo broken mindsets, broken perspectives, uh, 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 uh misguided agendas he didn't have to undo any of that he just said you know what here hey look if you've got a willing what heart, heart. i don't mm -hmm. care what your hands are doing see because the pharisees and the sadducees were operating with their hands and what were they doing stealing well jesus <laughs> went into that temple and he said oh this it's supposed to be, my father's house is supposed to be a house of worship, but it is a den of thieves and robbers. So what they were doing with their hands was <laughs> unclean. So Jesus said, you know what? I, I got to go find some people that I can do something with their heart. I, I need to do something with their heart. And, and, and God said to me, he said, I'm about to go cherry pick some people from the world and rebuild my church using people from the world. You see, y'all think it's a coincidence that God has allowed so many of these people like the Kanye's and the, all these other people to garner influence. See, God don't have to take them down completely. He can just repurpose them. He can just say, you know what? Now you're on my side. Come on over here and use that same level of influence that they had for the world, for the kingdom. And that's exactly what he's about to do. See, he's going for some big fish now. Hmm. He's, he's going shark fishing. Hmm. And he's about to turn those sharks into big fish for the kingdom. And, you know, we were talking about this and we were talking about the tide turning and just in the wake of um, the death of uh, takeoff from the from the Migos and how we were just talking about how we believe that God is really about to do something new, especially in hip hop culture. Hmm. Um, and how the hip hop culture has so much influence over the world mm -hmm. that. God could go in and grab that up and it would transform the lives of so many people if he just transformed the influencers in that culture. Hmm. What you had to add? I also think about, uh, as the Bible says, uh, you know, life and death is in the power of the tongue. Um, when I think about, you know, how hip hop has transpired over the years, it's been a lot of speaking of death. It's been a lot of speaking of discord, lack of, you know, uh, disassociating them, people disassociating, disassociating themselves from their identity, all these different things. And here's the results of it, death. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, you know um, when I think about how extreme it's been over the past maybe 10 years, we're talking about platinum selling artists being murdered. 
like like regular people in the street. It is just crazy how that's transpired. And so clearly, uh, the, the institution of hip hop, right? Let's go into mm -hmm. institution, right? Mm -hmm. The institution mm -hmm. of hip hop, uh, this is the result of the traditions of what that is. The result is death. So here it is. There's a changing of tide, right? So then God sends all these willing and able people. You know what I'm saying? Let's just remove the name hip hop from the genre. Because see, the reason why I believe that that genre is so credible because the words that's being spoken over that music, it's, it, it, it aligns with a speech, speech concept more over than it being song. So here it is, people are speaking, speaking, speaking over a record in cadence. You know what I'm saying? And here it is, that that that's one of the concepts that I can use. Um, but yeah, that's 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 what I see. It's like it's over the past 10 years, the 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 institutional institutional concepts of hip hop has been rooted. Uh their traditions has rooted people into death. You see what I'm saying? So yeah, that's so I, I wanna I wanna even just come a step further. Cause I, you know, in this moment, I feel like it's it's interesting. I'm seeing this. It's like you're speaking for the world on behalf of the world, and I'm speaking for the church. Like mm. I feel like that's the dynamic that's happening right now. Mm -hmm. And so I want to say this to the church that the church has pigeonholed itself and and hindered itself from moving forward by trying to define what church is mm. Mm. and so we were having a conversation me and Marcus were having a conversation because you know we both do, do music you know we, we've known each other for a very very long time and that's mm -hmm. actually you know one of the things that we've done together for a very long time is music mm -hmm. I've written music he's he's produced music we've you know recorded whatever and so we were having a conversation the other day about music specifically and how the church has pigeonholed itself to decide that only one way is the sound of God. <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, this is a limitation because what's happened is, remember at the end of the last episode, I was telling you guys that God created all of us and every single one of us has an anointing to do something mm -hmm. and to be an answer. And so the church has decided, I remember when, when Kurt Franklin first came out, everybody's like, oh, that's the devil's music. Mm -hmm. Oh mm -hmm. my God, no, that's not God. Who decided what that God sounds like? <laughs> Who are y'all to decide what God sounds like? Who's to say that God can't sound like jazz? You know, we were talking about this. Oh, if the musicians in the church start playing jazz, jazz tunes and jazz court, people be like, oh no, you can't do that in the in the worship. But wait a minute. Who says? And it goes again back to heart. What is the heart behind it? Mm -hmm. Is God's spirit in it? Because God's spirit can be when I I'll, I'll give y'all an example. When I listen to NDRE. She's a soul slash neo soul artist, mm -hmm. but she says uh, her posture, her heart posture is that of God. She talks about the Holy Spirit in her music. She talks about the issues and the things that are a problem in the earth in her music. Why have we pigeonholed ourselves and hindered the type of fish that we can catch in the net? Mm. Mm -mm. 
Mm-hmm. All because we've decided that God only sounds or looks one way. But let me help y'all. If you were really in tune with his spirit, you will understand that all of these people are, okay, God, here we go. Mm-hmm. Here we go, God. They're flourishing because they're operating under an anointing. <laughs> now, some of that anointing is misguided. But the problem is that the church is not in tune enough with the spirit, is not discerning spirits enough to be able to see that and go in and say, you know what, let me take you under my wing and let me help you redirect your anointing to the right position. Hmm. You see, because there's a grace that's allowing them to operate in that space and the church is supposed to be at the head trying to help them redirect hone it bring it back in the right direction so that god can do something with it but the church has decided that ain't the sound of god mm. oh i just caught something and, and it's very profound let me start with this i want to challenge uh believers to to, to to this so we're talking about a god who's created everything in explicit detail right mm-hmm. he's created uh uh, bulls he's created horses he's created fish let's keep it fish he's created fish there's like a million different species of fish that god created right so so what is a god that can create a multitude of, of millions of species of fish that that we couldn't create a multitude of sound does that make sense to anybody mm-hmm. it does it should it, that's what i'm saying so i challenge anybody who 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 who, who, who thinks that that that's the one thing he would keep one-sided you know um when I also think about something, I think about like, what's the word I'm looking for? I think about like how, uh, if I lost my train of thought, oh, I lost my train of thought. I think about like how uh, uh, those who have created a sound, right? And going back to what Faith said about how, you know, their anointings is, is, is misguided. Watch this, here we go, thank you, Holy Spirit. So here it is, we're using one-sided sound and it caught a certain type of fish. Thank mm-hmm. you, Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. Now we're in a different season and God is like, I'm looking to catch a certain type of fish. And so we spent 50 plus, 100 plus years chasing the same type of fish mm-hmm. with this one sound. Mm-hmm. And then you're telling everybody, no, we can't do no other sound, but there's different species of fish. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And so here it is, God is changing the tide. And he's saying to us, hey, there's a new sound coming, but I'm looking for a, a different type of people going back to the first shall be last and the last shall be first. He's like, I need a different type of people creating so that we can catch these people because we spent too long in this one fish hole. You know what I'm saying? And which once we was in a boat, right? Now we mm-hmm. need to get in the water mm-hmm. to catch these fish because mm-hmm. that's the only way they can re- we can relate to them. We got to be on, in God. the water. Come on, guys. See what I'm saying? Yes, Not of yes, it. Yes. We got to get in the water. Right, right. See what I'm saying? Because that's Come the only on, thing. They'll think that, that how can they hear us if we ain't in the water? That's right. You see what I'm saying? That's right. But that's, that's it. Right. I just wanted to share that part. You know, and, and again, and so I'll even go a step further. When you go fishing, in order to catch a certain type of fish, you have to bring a certain type of bait. Not all bait works for the same types of fish like different types of fish need different types of bait and so so we we are we are pigeonholing the the efforts 
of the kingdom and how we can draw people in because we've decided that not we've decided for ourselves we haven't consulted god on this we've decided for ourselves that there's only one type of bait that can be used and so you know when i think about this and and it goes back to what what marcus was saying about um life and death being in the power of the tongue yeah i want y'all to just think about music for a moment think about all the music that you hear and i know there's some songs that i'll hear and i don't i don't i rarely listen to the radio but you know when you listen to the radio music is a is a is a language but it's also a level of programming right Mm -hmm. so you hear something over and over again and even if you don't like it you'll find yourself singing that song right (laughs) so let's just think about this if we were to recalibrate our perspective of what can be used as bait to draw in fish why can't we put jesus music why can't we put a message about jesus over an r&b beat why can't we put a message about jesus over hip-hop why can't why can't and why can't we put those tools in the hands of those who are already influencing the culture look at what happened with kanye when he started the sunday service how many people were running to that Sunday service and not just in the world, but in the church? So when you change your perspective about what's possible through God and you start to work in tandem with what God is doing and not with tradition and like leave that old institutionalized perception behind. Imagine putting the word of God over the 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 uh, uh, a mumble rap beat right mm-hmm. so then what happens that is what starts to get programmed into the minds of the people and then what happens they start to live it they start to walk it they start to move it they start to carry it in their heart they start to govern themselves by that's what that's what happens with hip that's why hip hop has so much influence over the culture so when is the kingdom going to have that same level or more influence over the culture it's going to require a shift in perspective and understanding and a, 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 a shift in our mindset mm-hmm. to stop saying, well, that's them over there and this us over here. No, let mm-hmm. me help y'all. We are supposed to be one nation under God. And I'm not just talking about the, I'm, I'm not just talking about the United States of America. I'm talking about the nation of God as in Israel, as in Jerusalem, as in the kingdom of God, we are supposed to be one nation. We were all created in his image. And it's our job to look at them and say, you know what? You're not in his image right now, but let me help you get back there. Let, let me help you get back to his image. Let me help you hone this. Let me set you free. And I, we were talking about this the other day too. I was talking to... um Marcus, um, the other day we were talking about music and I was telling him how it grieved my spirit when I watch all of these uh, secular artists and so many of them have talked about how they haven't had the freedom to create in the way that they wanted to create because of the system. Mm-hmm. I'll give you an example. I was reading or watching an interview or something about Music Soul Child and the song Love that uh, that was one of his huge breakout hits. He said he originally wrote that 
about God. And the label told him he couldn't put it out like that. So he had to rewrite it. And and I was telling him how I see all these artists on um on um on uh the mass singer and how they talk about how they went on the mass singer because they wanted people to see them in a different way because they felt like the system uh uh, pigeonhole them in an area and they wanted to do something different or they wanted to be seen differently. I'll give you a, an example. T-Pain. Man, stupid talented. Mm-hmm. 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 A voice that that voice, I don't care what none of y'all say, that boy's voice is anointed. When you hear him sing, you feel something. And because he's operating in an industry that won't make room for him to operate in that space of his anointing he operated under a formula with the with the whole auto-tune situation i'll give you another thing wayne brady Mm -hmm. my god wayne brady is anointed but because people have pigeonholed him and decided he's just the funny guy or he's just the tv host they don't take him seriously as an artist and i'm just like god man Come on, where is the church to help these people get set free and operate in the anointing that God gave them to operate? Imagine the transformation that would occur if we understood that. Then correlation to transition, God just led me to the book of Joshua chapter five, verse 12, which says the manna stopped that day after they ate the food of the land and there was no longer any manna for the Israelites. But that year they ate the produce of Canaan. So what God is trying to show y'all is the, the power of transition and how transition is necessary. And right now, the isolated church is still stuck on matter that ain't there no more, mm. right? And the fruit of the land is in the water this time and not in mm. the boat. You see mm. where I'm going with this uh, mm-hmm. church? I want, I'm challenging people to move out of the stages of receiving manna. And watch this, the revelation for manna right then is it's a it's a seasoned revelatory uh a revelation of god's word and how you mm-hmm. eat man now mm-hmm. you eat off the fruit of the land which means you have to be in motion mm-hmm. in motion to move up and eat off the word of god you have to be in motion uh the bible says uh with the 10 lepers as they went to the temple they were healed there has to be movement now mm-hmm. we can't be sitting in no building no more and I'll even take it a step further. So let's talk about manna. Manna was the food of the wilderness. Thank you. That's the so, only isolated point in the Bible when it came to God's people. That's the only time they were isolated. But go ahead. Absolutely. Manna was the food of the wilderness, of the dry place. So when you, when okay, God, here we go. When you mm-hmm. think about the church and how it's operating and y'all wondering, well, why can't we pay our bills? Why can't we do this? Why don't we have the resources that we need? Why can't we, this and this and that? And why do people ain't so? Why? Because you're still eating off manna and he's trying to push you into the promise. Wow. Wow. Mm-mm-mm. Because you still operating with the wilderness mentality. Man. And he's trying to give you the path to the promise. He's like, look, just chew on this and then let it go and then move forward. Because I need you to move forward. And we've been circling this wilderness for all these years. <laughs> Why? Because we become an institution of, my God, we've become Ooh. an institution of the wilderness. My God. <laughs> when we're supposed to be a ministry of the promise. 
So then here we go. Why are not, why are the believers not fruitful like they're supposed to be? Because we out here like, man, these people in the world, they got this and this and that and that. They got all this money. They got this. But in our, in our, in our, our leaders, many of our leaders are operating in that fruitfulness, but the people that are sitting under their leadership are not. So why? Because we're still feeding them the manna of the wilderness. Mm. When are we going to let go and move into the promise? Go ahead. And I just got a vision. See, Holy Ghost over here showing out right now. So I see church leaders stretching the manna out. Mm. Like they stretching it out because there's a limit. My God, there's a limited (laughs) supply. Thank Mm. you, Holy Ghost. There's Mm. a limited supply. So they're stretching it and they're trying to break it down and they're stretching it and they're trying to break it down. And again, what I told you is, like, and got to show me something about this is what it looks like for them to talk about what I did and not what I'm doing. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. they're stretching out what he's done, but they they not talking about what he's doing. It's why there's not, but not movement in the church. Mm. There's not movement in the church. My God, today that's all I had to get that vision out. Uh-uh, but that. watch this. But watch this. So when he gave them the man, he gave them a set of. He said, "Keep any overflow." They tried to keep, they tried to store the man up over for tomorrow. Mm. And then what happened? It began to rot and there were mm-hmm. worms in it. So let me help y'all. That stuff Ooh. y'all been chewing on, that you've been trying Ooh. to stretch out, is stale, it's rotting, it's dried up. God is trying to give you a fresh new word to operate under and to go forward in. And you still trying to chew on this rotten manna. Mm. Stay in this dry, desolate desolate wilderness. Go ahead. And rotten manna with sugar is still rotten. Rotten Mm. manna with garnish on it is still rotten. Mm -hmm. Rotten manna with with, with anything on the top of it as a sweet, with sprinkles on it, it's still (laughs) rotten. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I I wanna draw us to a place where we can close. And I want to first say this. I want to speak to the world. Okay. For all of you out there who the church has said you don't fit here. You don't look like us. What you doing, that don't match what we trying to do. For all of you out there who have felt there is no place for you in the the tide is turning. And I'm, and I'm charging you to reach out because God is trying to do something with your gift. He's trying to do something with your anointing. And I want to help all of y'all who think you you found success. Listen, that success is fleeting. God is trying to bring you into a space of victory. And what you've garnered thus far is just a drop in the bucket of what God can do with what he has given you. If you give it back to him so that he can establish it. 
He wants to set you free from the slavery and the chains of the system that you've been subjected to gift, your anointing, talent, your skill under the kingdom system because the kingdom system has no limits. See, God wants to give you a space to be creative. God wants you to give you a space to operate under that anointing, to be that artist that he designed you to be. He don't want to put no cap on your creativity. And that's what happens a lot of times when we operate in the system of the world. Because the world wants to tell you what to say, what to do, how to operate. Uh-uh. God, okay, God, let me help y'all. <laughs> Every single one of us is a seed. Think about an apple seed. When you put a seed in the ground, you don't have to tell it to become an apple. It simply becomes an apple because God already put the DNA of the apple Ooh. in that seed. So for all of you who have felt disenfranchised, making me emotional. For all of you who have felt like you don't have a voice in the kingdom of God, because you look different, because you talk different, because you walk different, because because of, of, of what you're trying to do, I'm telling you, there is a place for you. And what God put in you, God put in you. And he put it in you for a reason, because there is something that he wants to do with it. He put that gift, that talent, that skill, that anointing. I don't care if you're, if you're a music artist, if, if you're a uh, a regular artist like a painter or, or someone who draws your filmmaker I don't care listen let me tell you something please reach out because I want to help you find the redirection that God is trying to take you in so that you can be set free from the from the oppression of the world system because God is trying to set that gift free so it can fly trying to set that anointing free so it can fly because every single one of you is supposed to be an answer to a problem in the world. I don't care what the church has told you before. I'm telling you the truth and the whole truth and nothing but the truth. There is a place for you in God's kingdom. You don't have to be subject to the world. And now I'm going to talk to the church, the institution of the church. It's time for you to move your feet and get into a different position. And the first position that you need to get into is on your face. To surrender back to God, to sacrifice yourself back to God. So that he can show you what he's trying to do. So that he can cleanse you of that old word, of that old manner. So he can flush all of that out. So that you can also come into the promise. It's time for a tide turning. Are you going to be in that number when the saints go marching in? Oh, I want to be in that number. In that number, 
not because you call yourself a saint, but because the Father says you are. Because it's clean because he says it's clean. Not because it looks a certain way, not because it talks a certain way, because he says it's clean. It reminds me of uh, of uh, when Peter, um, Peter was sitting up on the roof and he has this vision of all of these uh, what are unclean creatures serpents and 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 slugs and things that crawl on the ground and he's like and he's like i'm not gonna eat that god those are unclean things and god it's clean because i said it's clean so i'm gonna speak to the church again have you decided that something is unclean without consulting god because we are all his children you do not get to decide who of his children gain access to him and who do not you got anything to add Coleman uh, I think that um, I'm confident that this, this, this message will reach uh, the church that it'll transform some minds and it'll, it'll actually produce new leaders. I guess I'm prophesying. I, I hear this message being a seed that, that actually awakens new leadership. You know, I don't know what's going to happen with the leadership that's in or, or, or actually I do. The first shall be last and the last shall be first. But there is a willing leadership out there hearing this message. And I'm, I'm speaking a covering over their minds, hearts, and spirits, and that they would move at a capacity of bravery that supersedes their own understanding, that they shall remain productive in the kingdom of heaven. That's all I got. Mm, okay, God. So watch. So for those new leaders who God is trying to bring forth as the remnant of the church, now I'm going to come in a different direction. Come mm. out from among them. Ooh. Jesus. Because now anything and everything that is not operating in tandem with what God is doing now is the world. I don't care if it's under the institution of the church. So come out from among them. Allow yourself to be set apart. Do not be afraid to speak the truth. You know, um, I grew up in the church. I've been in the church my entire life. And when God came and tapped me and said, look, you're going to be a prophet of God. Look, you're going to be a minister. Uh, you're going to be a minister of the gospel. And I was like, now God, now God, uh-uh. <laughs> I'm not here for that. But he sent me into all these churches and all these institutions to taste the bread. Hmm. And he was like, see, it's stale over here. Hmm. See, it's stale over here. See, it's stale over here. And you know what? When he first called me, I said, you know what, God, all right, you want me to be a minister? I'm going to seminary. He said, no, you're not. And I was like, well, what you mean? He was like, that's man's way of preparation. Hmm. He said, I'm going to prepare you myself under my spirit 
come out from among them. Mm. Allow yourself to be set apart. And God has made me be a voice contrary to everything that I grew up with. Contrary to everything that I became used to. Contrary to the tradition of the church. He's like, nope. I can't bring you up under that no more. Nope. I need you to be a voice that is set apart. So for all of you leaders who God is tapping to bring, do, and say something new, do not be afraid. Do not worry about what the world, the old institution will say. God will back you up because he puts before you an open door that no man can shut. Don't worry about what they're going to say. Don't worry about who, 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 who might take away an opportunity or a platform. Let me help you. God establishes you. You move with him, I guarantee you, he is going to make a way for you. You got anything else to add? No, I love you guys, and God bless you. <laughs> um, I and I am going to close us out in prayer. I'm gonna say, Jesus, man, God is doing something right here. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just come before you to say thank you for a fresh word from heaven, yes. God. Because this ain't even what we were planning to talk about, y'all. Mm-hmm. But God, we just say thank you for a fresh word God we thank you that you moved us out of the way so that you can have your way God we pray right now that when the people hear this word that they hear your voice God that that they receive it in their heart that their hearts will know that it is the truth and that God they don't allow the word to stop with us but that they bring it back to you for confirmation for understanding of what they need to do next God I pray right now that you would prepare us for the influx and the flood of people Jesus Mm. of fish that you are sending into this net that you would give us the wisdom the knowledge and the understanding of how to redirect them into the proper position. I pray for those who are in the improper position, God, that their hearts will be pricked, that they will be convicted to move, to shift, to change, to bring themselves to the altar so that you can clean them up. I pray all these things in the mighty matchless name of Jesus amen I'm going to say to you guys all of you who are listening if this word resonates with you share it please because somebody else needs to hear it and if you need help if you want help redirecting what God has given you Finding your new position, your new place, your new mindset, your new perspective. You can reach out to me um, via Gmail. I'm, I'm on the social media break right now at uh, wartinthespirit12 at gmail.com. 
or you can reach out to Marcus. Marcus, where can they find you? Anything platform basis with the name Marco Smooth, S-M-O-O-V-1-12. Reach out to me anytime. Okay. So, you guys, um, that's the word. It's time for a shift. And if you feel led to sow a seed on this word, it doesn't have to be a financial seed. It can be a seed of service. It can be a seed of sacrifice. It can be a seed of surrender. Whatever that looks like for you, let God show you. But if you feel led to sow a financial seed, you can do so at uh, Cash App Dollar Sign War in the Spirit or at Venmo War in the Spirit 12. But at the end of the day, this is not about us. This is about us wanting to see the people be set free. That's my real desire. I want to see everybody be set free to receive the very best life that God has for them. And too many of us are not living in it. All right. We love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Y'all have an awesome and wonderful week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to War in the Spirit. And remember, you are a spiritual warrior. See you next time.